Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we're doing our 2022 Jets offseason roundtables, bringing in guests from all over the place. And it's funny, you get a rap star on these roundtables. You get a reality television star. You get professional athletes. And people even from very serious walks of life like people who cover the news. And my next guest falls into that category. He's the editor-in-chief over at The Hill, which is one of the biggest online news outlets there is. And he's also a lifelong Mets and Jets fan. So double the pain, this poor guy. Bob Cusack, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Now, I appreciate uh, you asking me on. And yeah, it's been a it's been a tough run. You know, I was born in 1970, so I have one championship, and that was the 86 Mets. I uh, wasn't around for 69, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and the Knicks, I, I guess they won a championship in 73, but I, I wasn't really uh, following them. So it's, it, it's been a tough run, but hopefully they're, they're brighter, brighter days ahead. Man, that's a tough one. The Jets won the Super Bowl the year before you were born. It's almost like they were trying to mess with you. Like, we're going to win a Super Bowl, (laughs) then you're going to be born, and you're not going to see another one for a really long time. (laughs) That's exactly right. And, of course, you know, when when the Jets went to -to back-to-back championships, you, you dream a lot, but wasn't meant to be in those years either. 
Yeah, it wasn't, unfortunately. But hopefully, bigger things are ahead for this team. And if they're going to be, a big part of the reason why will be the coaching of Robert Sala and his staff. He was a rookie head coach this past year. There were some ups, there were some downs. Some people like what Mike LaFleur did at the end, not so much at the beginning. The reverse with Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator, he got off to a pretty good start, and then the defense seemed to crater out at the end. So where are you on Robert Sala and his staff so far? Do you think the arrow is pointing up, and are you confident that they are the right guys to lead the Jets into the future? You know, I'd give Salah a B for the for the first year. I mean, his guys kept trying despite uh, being overwhelmed on talent at, at different times. And I think it was a reality check because, you know, the over under on the Jets was was six. And, the, you know, they ended up a little little lower than that when he four for the year. Uh, but, you know, next year they've got to show a significant improvement. But this this team, you look at you know, talked about the offense and the defense. And there were times where where both were promising. But but both were toward the bottom uh, of the league. So they need, I think they need improvements. They were hit by the injury bug more than others, but every team gets hit by injuries. You know, I, I think Salah uh, is, is a leader. I think he's a better leader than Adam Gase. He certainly has, I think the respect of the, of the players, Joe Douglas, you know, he's had some, uh, he's had some uh, hits. He's had some misses. He good trade uh, for, uh, trading Adams to the Seahawks uh, and and good trade uh, trading Darnold uh, to the Panthers and getting back some picks there. I, I, I was I was pleased they traded Darnold. Uh, it was time to move on. And of course, the big question uh, is you know Zach Wilson and, and is he going to improve in in year two? Uh, you know he certainly he made improvements down the stretch uh, of of the year, but. But the jury's still out on that, and, and hopefully uh, he's he's the man, uh, but he's he's got a while to go, as we know. Let's talk about Joe Douglas, who is going to have a huge hand in building this with Robert Sala. There have been some real positives with Joe Douglas, it seems. Obviously, the Jamal Adams trade looks phenomenal right now, as does the Sam Darnold trade. The 2020 draft class, not as good as the 2021 draft class, at least at first glance. Tell me about where you're at right now with Joe Douglas. How happy are you with the job he's done and how confident are you in him going forward? You know, I think, you know, he's he's had some misses, especially with kickers <laughs> until uh, they signed Panera. Hopefully they'll re-sign him. Uh, you got to have a good kicker. You got to have a good pass rush. You know, I thought brought, uh, bringing Lawson over, uh, you know, was a great move from the Bengals, but obviously he got hurt, had a great training camp. I think he's going to be a, a key player on defense. You know, I think I, I like Douglas. I don't I'm not I'm not sold on him yet. I, I think that if they, you know, double their win total next year, which, you know, in this league, you should be able to do year to year. Then I think, you know, he gets he gets a higher grade than he gets now, um, which, you know, I would. Yeah, again, I give him like a C plus. Uh, I, I think Douglas knows that he's got to have better offensive linemen, defensive linemen. And, and that's a big part of, of the draft. Uh, I, the fact that they haven't gone crazy in free agency, I think is good. Cause you've got to have a good, uh, you got to have good drafts. And if you don't have good drafts and we've known, you know, the last decade, the jets have had some miserable drafts, but I, I like Douglas. I have confidence in him. Um, but both Salah and Douglas, it's a big year uh, upcoming in 2022. Uh, and hopefully they're playing meaningful games in December and, and early 2023, but that remains to be seen. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Bob, if the Jets are going to be playing meaningful games in December, you'd have to think that a big part of the reason why would be that the quarterback, Zach Wilson, has made a big jump in year number two. Wilson had his ups and downs, much like Salah did himself, so that's what happens when you get a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. He started out really rough, and then when he came back from the injury, seemed to be better it appeared that he had gotten the memo about not turning the ball over as much, and so he was much more careful with the ball after he came back from injury. Talk to me a little bit about what you thought of Zach Wilson's rookie year, and what do you think about him heading into year number two? Are you confident enough in him to say he's the guy yet? Do you still want to see more? What do you think? I, I have to see more. I, I'm, I, I think he's got to make some significant strides. As you mentioned, he did make some strides toward the end of the year cut down on mistakes and, you know, some of the, some of the baffling throws early in the year. Uh, but that's to be expected from a, from a rookie quarterback. I, I do think the game slowed down for him uh, a bit. Uh, I think his, when he improvises and, and he's rolling out, that's when he's at his best. And I think that's where the jets have to kind of craft the playbook to match that. So I need to see more uh, without a doubt, uh, as far as, you know, when you look back at the draft, you know, there was a lot of questions. Should they pick Wilson or Justin Fields? I, I, you know, I think that, that, you know, picking Wilson, I would take uh, that over Fields after seeing year one. Uh, We don't know where that's going to go in in year two, but I think, I think Wilson's got to show more and I think he should get a chance both next year and the following year. But just like with Darnold, you know, after three years, you've got to make an assessment and uh, you know, year one was, I think, inconclusive. Uh, So I do think he's got to make some significant strides and, and kind of uh, get more comfortable back there. But you're right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Down the stretch, uh, he was better uh, than he was early in the year. And that that gives you reason for hope. 
one thing that would certainly help Zach Wilson would be a healthy Mekhi Becton. Unfortunately, he missed almost the entirety of the 2021 season with a knee injury. He played a little bit of that opening game and then he was gone. Missed quite a bit of time in his rookie year too. How worried are you right now about Mekhi Becton heading into 2022? I, you know, I'm pretty worried. I mean, I, I I think he was a very good pick and he looked like a fantastic pick initially. But as you mentioned, he's he's been injury prone. He's got weight issues. He's a very, very large man, as we all know. But he has to become smaller and, and more mobile. And and the coaching staff, I think, has 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 got to be on him uh, in the offseason because he's a key part uh, of the offensive line. And if he's not healthy, well, then that's going to hurt Wilson's development. And it's it's going to make that pick uh, look, you know, not not, you know, potentially like a bust if, if he can't get back on, on the field. I, I think he's got talent. Uh, I think he's got to get serious about his weight issues. And if he does that, you know, he could be an all pro. Um, but I, I think next year is going to be a key year for him and the Jets to 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 assess, OK, is this. Can we count on him like a a, a Mangold uh, of the old Jets teams? You know, can we count on him year in year out to be on our offensive line uh, and Brickshaw Ferguson? You know, or is this or is this someone we may have to move on from? Bob, let's talk about internal free agency. Marcus May is one of the names that is going to be bandied about. Last year, a lot of Jets fans really wanted the team to sign him to a long-term deal. Now, it doesn't seem like that fervor is there anymore. He's approaching 30s, had the injuries, got the -the off-the-field stuff, so... Not entirely sure the Jets are going to look to retain him. Morgan Moses, who did really well this year with Mekhi Becton hurt, is a free agent. He may want to go somewhere else and start. He's in his 30s. Will the Jets try and bring him back as an insurance policy? Braxton Berrios is probably the most popular name right now because of how well he played down the stretch. All-pro kick returner, pretty good gadget player, decent depth receiver. Nice piece to have in that LaFleur offense. And obviously for Brant Boyer on special teams. So there are some internal guys here that the Jets have to make a decision on. Who do you like to stay and who do you think should go? I think Marcus May is a talented guy, but I would I would let him go. I think he's going to be too expensive, especially for that position. It's kind of like the, the Jamal Adams situation. Uh, Moses, I think, did have a very good year. Would be I, be great to retain him. You know, you got to keep your talent uh, when you have it. And the Jets, as you know, have have some some money to spend. Uh, as far as Barrios, I like him. You know, it depends on his his asking price, but he was so solid uh, on special teams, and 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 we've just struggled with returners and and fumbles and all that kind of stuff. And as you saw in the 49ers Packers game, you know, special teams is so important. Uh, and and clearly, I think he's coming into his own. He's you know he's 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 not quite to the level of, of Wayne Krebet, but he is he is someone you can count on. He's tough. He goes over the middle, uh, and as long as his asking price is not crazy, I would keep him. As far as safety, you know, you can draft another safety. I wouldn't draft a safety in the first round, as as, as some have, have speculated. Uh, but I I think May is going to be too expensive unless he decides. You know, because I got hurt. Why don't we do another one-year deal? Uh, In in that situation, maybe you bring him back. What do you think about trade potential here? Because there's been a lot of talk of Joe Douglas going out and getting a veteran. He alluded to it in his season-ending press conference. There's some buzz around some of these receivers. Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. They're having a lot of salary cap issues. Maybe he could be available. Calvin Ridley, there's talk that he could be available. Of course, there's the mental health issues there with him. So nobody knows where he's at yet at the moment. 
DK Metcalf, there's some whispers that it's possible that if the Seahawks move on from Russell Wilson, maybe they blow the whole thing up and shop DK Metcalf. Michael Thomas from the Saints, he's another one who could be in play because the Saints are $70 million over the salary cap, and Thomas being moved would save them a whole bunch of money and help them get out of that untenable situation. Are there any guys that you think the Jets should target, a guy like Daniil Hunter even from the Minnesota Vikings, a pass rusher, 27 years old, one of the better ones in the league? You think that's an avenue that the Jets should and will go down? I think so. I definitely think that that the Jets need a number one wide receiver. They don't have one yet. Elijah Moore could eventually be that. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of number twos and number threes uh, at wide receiver. And if you, you know, if you watch the Jets from, from some, you know, when you see what Wilson was seeing, there are a lot of, a lot of times where I'm like, wow, nobody is open. So I think that, you know, all those names you mentioned, uh, Cooper, uh, Michael Thomas, you know, they're going to be, these people are going to be available. Ridley would be a risk because of the mental health issue that you mentioned. Um, but if the Jets are confident that, that he can play and he's ready to play, he's, he's super talented, but you know, the, the glare of New York, uh, that's, that's rough. And that could, that could, that could really cause more problems with him if he had trouble in Atlanta. So I don't know if that's going to be the, the best approach, but Cooper and Tom, and, and they uh, mentioned pass rush. I mean, the reason why Tom Brady was down 27 to three against the Rams was because of the pass rush of the Rams. Obviously he made a great comeback, but the jets, you know, their pass rush has just been anemic. It's at times it's, it's been okay, but Overall, it's just not there. So I think they definitely need some type of of possible trade or their first pick, uh, you know, in in the draft, uh, you know, could be a defensive end because they're just not getting enough pressure uh, on these quarterbacks. And you think about it, you know, you have I mean, Josh Allen is going to dominate the division, hopefully not for too much longer. Hopefully the Jets are. (laughs) consistent but the Jets are not winning divisional games they didn't win one divisional game this year it's it's kind of embarrassing they've got to take on these these quarterbacks in the division and and make them pay and they they haven't been doing that Bob we'll come back to the draft in a bit because I think there's a lot to flesh out there but first let's talk about external free agents the Jets have plenty of money to spend and Joe Douglas said he would be willing to deal for a veteran. So obviously there have got to be some guys that he will be looking to spend on here in the offseason. What do you think they should target in free agency ahead of the draft to set themselves up? The number one position, Scott, that I think that they should target for free agency is the tight end. The Jets have not had much success in drafting tight ends over the years. I don't think they need to get a superstar. Uh, Schultz from the Cowboys, I think, is is it could be a very, very good option. He's very dependable. You know, Wilson just did not have a, a reliable tight end uh, this year. And he, you know, quarterbacks need that. They need they need to kind of check down and, and go for the uh, the 10-yard pass when, when the bomb is not there. And, and I think that they've got to get a tight end. I don't think they should draft a tight end because I think it's entirely too risky. Uh, we, we've seen that with prior uh, Jets drafts like Kyle Brady, you know, it just didn't work out. And I, I think that we need uh, Anthony Beck is another one that comes to mind. You know, we need, I think, to get a dependable uh, tight end that's not going to ask for too much money. Um, but but they have the money to to pay some of these tight ends. And if you look at whether it's Schultz or somebody else, there there are a fair amount of tight ends going to be on the on the market. And I think that they need to to focus on that. 
uh, and and potentially uh, defensive line. I mean, you mentioned that the Saints and other teams are just in, in kind of cap hell right now. There's going to be a lot of talent uh, on the on the free, available in free agency that the Jets really should should go after. What do you think about the draft, Bob? Because I know you mentioned pass rush, and obviously that's a huge area of need. And if they don't do something about it in free agency or via trade, the draft is one area where they're going to have to make sure that they use some sort of high-level asset to get somebody. But the question, of course, is whether Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau is available at number four. If they're not, where do they go from there? So the Jets have the fourth pick. They have the 10th pick. They pick at 35 and 38 courtesy of the Sam Darnold trade and the Jamal Adams trade. The Jamal Adams trade got them the number 10 pick. The Sam Darnold trade got them the 38th pick. And then they've got a pick in the third round, two picks in the fourth, two picks in the fifth. So they've got plenty of ammo to use here. What do you think they should do in the draft? What should they prioritize? Yeah, I would love to get Thibodeau or Hutchinson, but I don't think they're going to be there at four. Um, you know, another name that's come up is Stingley, the, the, the cornerback. Um, he's a bit of an injury risk, but I do think that they have to target uh, getting a cornerback. I mean, I know what Salah went with youth with cornerback in the secondary and there were some bright spots, but then there were some really tough, tough times uh, when they were just getting pummeled and, and whether it was the bills or the Patriots continuing to throw on them, even though they were up by a lot. And it was embarrassing because the corners uh, had some at, at best they were inconsistent. I think they need a number one corner, a shutdown, another Revis uh, Stingley, I think should be a possibility, but there are a number of, of cornerbacks in the draft that, that, that they should at least consider. Uh, I think with the, with the Seattle pick, the number 10 pick, you know, they may want to trade back. I mean, they have so many holes, you know, offense, defense, um, I think they may may just want to collect a few more picks. Douglas has been good about that. I mean, that's that's the great news about this draft is that, as you mentioned, you know, they have two in the first, two in the second, one in the third, uh, two in the fourth, two in the fifth. I mean, that's a lot of draft capital. Um, and maybe for those later picks, maybe you move up. But I wouldn't move up from the 10th spot. I would potentially move down and, and collect more capital. Um, but they if they don't have a good draft this year, uh, it, it's going to be disaster for the next uh, four to five years. I mean, this draft has to be a success, at least has to be a B plus. Bob, if this isn't a success, if this offseason doesn't do for Jets fans and for the organization what we're all hoping, the Jets are going to be a punchline, which seems to be a common occurrence. And I wanted to ask you as a professional news guy, are Jets fans justified in their feeling that the national media and to a lesser extent, the local media is out to get the team and make them into a punchline no matter what they do? Because I'm sure as a professional newsman, you really have to look at articles and look at headlines and try and figure out what's fair, what's balanced, all of that. Do you think that there's some sort of agenda from the media against the Jets? Because that seems to be a common thought among Jets fans. Yeah, I, I think I'm the exception to that. I mean, yeah, in, in, in with the, at the Hill, we try to be fair. And the best compliment I can get, we're a nonpartisan publication. Uh, but the best compliments I get are, you guys are tough but fair. You know, I think the New York media, when you're winning, it's great. When you're not, it's not. And that's just, that comes along with the territory. I mean, as you know, Scott, that, you know, the Jets are, haven't made the playoffs uh, in, in since 2010, I believe. And that's the longest drought of any team. So I think, you know, the bottom line is you got to win. And now that you can, you know, have more people, more teams in the playoffs, 
there's no excuse that the Jets can't get a wild card, maybe not next year, but the following year uh, if if Douglas and Salah do their job. So, you know, the Jets have been a punchline for a long time. You know, they when Rex Ryan almost brought them to the Super Bowl twice, well, you know, then people weren't knocking the Jets because the Jets were one game away from the Super Bowl, made the Final Four back-to-back years. Um, and then since then, it's been a disaster. So, listen, I, I think I think I think Jets fans should stop, you know, complaining of people trying to uh, that everyone's out to get us and just say, hey, let's let's win, and, and and that'll take care of everything if if they're able to do it. And without a doubt, though, I think that you know, as Salah and Douglas have indicated, you know, four wins is not sufficient. Uh, you you want to win the Super Bowl, but you've got to be. You've got to first have meaningful games in December. I think that's a good approach. They just haven't been able to do it. Uh, and I and I think that uh, the Jets just have to show some progress next year. And then within the next two years, if, if they are not playing meaningful games, then you've got to do what the Giants do. And I think you've got to clean house. But, but I, I would give these guys a couple more years. Winning cures a lot of ills, doesn't it, Bob? <laughs> That's exactly right. Well said. <laughs> Bob Cusack, Editor-in-Chief at The Hill. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. I hope you'll come back again and talk more Jets with me soon. In the meantime, tell everybody how they can check out what you're doing and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, at Bob Cusack, and uh, you can read all about politics at thehill.com. All of our articles are for free. So please, please check out thehill.com when you can. Bob, I'm going to let you know a little secret about me. Free is my favorite price. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you check out everything Bob is doing over at The Hill and follow him on Twitter. Also, visit us at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got the Thunder from Down Under putting out some great videos right now, breaking down Trey McBride of Colorado State, the outstanding tight end, Traylon Burks, the fantastic receiver from Arkansas, Dalton Schultz, the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, who's an impending free agent. Should the Jets give him $14, $15 million? Is he that level of difference maker? Luke Grant attempts to answer that question on our YouTube channel right now. So, go ahead Head and watch all the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. Plenty of merchandise there for you, including the Bless You, Thank You, John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.